Hi, guys. Hi. Got, <laughs> yeah. It's a while, guys. We're back, as always. Um, we've got an amazing guest at Finding Nastasia. She's a mother of one and just all-round fabulous woman. Um, we'll be talking about single parenting, so the parenting, that whole kind of saga. And a little bit of dating. Dating, self-love, <laughs> mindfulness. Oh, no. And see where the conversation takes us. Good times ahead. I'm in zombie land right now. I literally was like, you know what? First time meeting, let me throw some concealer because I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you, thank you. Okay, so, um, so obviously we're talking about we were talking about sort of social solo single parenting, and we wanted to sort of hear more about your story and like um, what's happening with you and how you are. Um, first, tell us tell us about yourself because obviously, like, um, for those that don't know. Okay, um, just a short introduction. Yeah, short. Um, I'm Jamaican and um, I migrated when I was seven. And who I am today is just I got this tat where I want to fulfill my mother's kind of like American dream. So she came here when she was 33. And the tattoo says, go right with an arrow pointed at 33. You probably can't see it. It's just, by the time I'm 33, I want to, you know, um, accomplish a lot of things. They scare me. I don't know if they're possible, but the fact that I dream it, I want to do it. I love that. Uh, I really aspire. I love Shaka Bars. Do you guys know? Yeah. Do you call it Shaka Bars? Shaka Bars. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, I want to help. I want to help the world in healing and the hood intellect and, you know, give back in like a major way. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. I'm sensitive. I'm a little bit of hood, a little ratchet. I'm intelligent, you know. Just You're my spirit like, animal. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, and now I'm a single mom. I don't know if you guys want me to jump right into it, or are you going to ask me questions, like interview style, we just no, want I me to talk. Let's let this flow, because like, I remember yeah. you've talked a lot about sort of being a single mom, and also like finding it hard, but also like rejoicing in the successes of single motherhood, because like, as you said before, you didn't envision yourself in that sort of situation, but... Not at all. It's where, like, it's, it's where things have ended up. It's about embracing your child and your this new path that you're leading or living in, more so. Yeah. So it's it's definitely been a journey. Um, it's funny that you refer to me as a single mom. I remember in the email you wanted to kind of break down the difference. Yeah. And um, I definitely think there's a difference between co-parenting, single parenting, and solo parenting. And a book that I was reading that fell in the puddle. Can you believe I was on chapter seven and it dropped in the puddle? And I've never bought it back. That's the story of my life, right? <laughs> Like, seriously. So, um, it kind of defined what solo parenting meant for me. Um, so I, I classify myself as a solo parent, um, for every meaning of that word. I think co-parenting, you know, you have two individuals, they're jolly, um, or not, they, they might not be jolly, but they're mature enough to make it work and they both see the importance of being in their kids' lives. Yeah. 
that's to me in a nutshell co-parenting and there's a single parent where I guess maybe the mom I actually don't know what that looks like maybe I see someone who's like you know more independent have maybe a family structure or some friends or um I don't I'm not sure what the father looks like when you say I'm a single parent as opposed to co-parenting right because then what makes it different between a solo and a single? For me, a solo parent is, you know, Baba Car is not involved at all. And my you know, family... I think that's so interesting because, like, solo parenting and single parenting, I've had a lot of backlash for saying that I'm a solo parent because a lot of the single parents I've spoken to say that, well, you have someone there to help. But it, but it's... I personally think that there's a massive crossover because there is a, a massive amount of time spent doing everything on your own. And regardless of whether you have the emotional support of, like, said partner or not, like, you are still experiencing a first or looking after a sick child or being emotionally drained on your own. Do you know what I mean? So, wait, you, you identify as being a solo parent? Yeah, and although I do have um, a partner. I know, it, 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 it's crazy, right? That's a new perspective. I've never thought of it like that. So, you basically, do you feel that way as a woman or is it just your specific structure? Like, what, what led you to Do you know, I think, I think that it's really weird. We live in a world where we have to define the terms. So, and I've n- I noticed that although I am in a relationship with the father of my child, um, the my style of parenting or my situation was very different to that of the parents all the relationships with obviously both parents that are around around me and which led me to looking at this whole idea of like flying solo because although I have and I mean in terms of the people I've spoken to a lot of the definitions around sort of solo parenting was that you know although you have your partner there and he like he is helpful emotionally you are still doing the majority of the the work on your own but I think that, like, sometimes we, like that. parenting isn't as linear as I'm a solo parent, I'm a single parent, I co-parent, because, like, everyone's journey and everyone's situation is very, very different, so it's quite hard to sort of, sort of tick a box and say, you know, this is me, you know? So can I, um... If I'm going to be really raw, right? Um, no, no. I'm pretty sure I'm open to, like, learning, um... You know, I'm glad, I'm open to learning, but I would say that, I don't want to say I'll feel hurt, but I just feel like you're not a solo parent, and that's just my raw emotion, and obviously, you know, we can just talk, and I don't want to give any offense, you know what I mean? But I feel so much pain in my title sometimes, I'm, you know, I'm very open, you know, I'm healing, and... It's like, I feel so much pain in my title, like, solo out on this island. So I feel like, though I get it that I do feel like men are never as involved. They could be great, but it's like that motherly nurture thing. We do a little bit more. So I get you feeling that way. But I would just also say, like, ooh, cow, you know. (laughs) But but tell me why you feel so raw. Like, um... I mean, I'm really interested in learning as well, and I want to understand where you're coming from. Mainly because I, I found that I've had a lot of backlash from people. Because I think because maybe over here the terms are very different to over 
overseas, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it's um, when I've said, oh, you know, um, like there's such a crossover, which I think there is. But then, like you said before, it's a very different situation because at the end of the day, you still have the respite of your partner coming back and looking after the child. But then there are situations where, like, you do fall alone. And, like, I guess parenting isn't as linear as, you know, um, at some point I'm going to get help, you know? Um, you know, that goes back to, even this morning I was thinking to myself, I'm not going to define anyone's story or ever judge a mother. This morning, Nyla is at daycare in PJs, because I'm just like, I'm tired. And I judge her, so, like, it is what it is, and if you really feel that way, you know, like, I'm sure there's moments that I don't see that makes you feel like, man, I'm so a parent. And I can't, like, take that away from you. For me, it's like, you know, the worst pile of, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like that because I am happy and I'm getting there and I'm healing. But it's like, think of the most dramatic pile of Perry movie when it comes to <laughs> my mom. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, so it's like my mom lives three to four hours away. I don't really have a mom that can step in. It's the support as well. Are, like all spare style. So it's literally one church who I trust. Yeah. Um, and then I just don't have the emotional support from God. So I was just um, dealing with a breakup, dealing with becoming a new mom. Yeah. Dealing with being unemployed, like literally all at once. It's like. You were, you just wrote about grief. It's like, which one do I feel right now? Yeah. Am I sad because I'm broke, or I'm sad because I'm heartbroken, or I'm sad because like all this other stuff? I mean, um, yeah. So it's been um, an intentional journey. I've learned a lot about myself, and I have to do. You can't just you have to you know decide what you want, make a plan. Yeah. Um, and do a lot of healing yeah, and soul-searching. Yeah. And we mess up. Yeah, yeah. But we all get it right. Going. I reached out to Cindy one time. I inboxed you and I felt horrible about yelling at Nyla. You know, so we can all really have those moments. <laughs> but I, I think that, because um, I, I could could understand that because I find myself in that situation every once in a while when I'm like, I can't deal with stuff. Like, I told you before, I, I literally just wrote about three things. And no. although there, that is a raw grief, no, but you're saying that there's certain things that happen in life where no, you are feeling so much now. about so many different things that it's really hard to to focus on one thing, especially when you have a child. So that you do get upset and you do get angry and you do yell, and that's being human. It's being human. You, it's it's a high pressure job to um, child rear. So yeah. like when you have other things going on and you're doing it, like you're doing mainly, you're doing it on your own. It is hard and it's heartbreaking because you want the person that should be there to be there and to be supportive. Yes. Um, Yesterday we had so so little small things like this where it sounds small, but it's a big deal. You know, I was at the refrigerator and when I travel, I collect magnets. So there's a magnet from Senegal and Nyla was playing with it. And she said, you know, Dada, and to me, like, this guy is ghost, right? So my concern is, I don't know if, so I said, oh, that's a magnet from when Dada and I traveled to your, you know, your country, you have your heritage, and I was telling her, but then I'm like, 
do I do I tell her stuff like that since he's not there and who knows if he's coming back or do I just pretend he doesn't exist? Like it's a uh, so I have to find a book on that or you know reach out and those are just little moments that happen and so for someone else that would probably never happen. Yeah, it's like not something you have to think about, but something so small as a magnet becomes like a decision in the emotional well being of my child and where I want her to be in her teenage years and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think you've got to be mindful in situations like that as well. And and you, you learn as you go along. Like, I'm going through a journey of healing myself and coming to terms with being a single parent and kind of navigating it. And you find yourself in situations where, where you do break down you do, like you said, those small incidents where, you know, a fridge magnet or your child outrightly asks you, where's my daddy? Or I want to see daddy. And when is daddy coming home? And you don't have the right answers to to give them. And you're not only dealing with answering those questions for them, but it's also you, you kind of dealing with that heartbreak yourself as well because you're not over it. I think sometimes us women and mothers, sorry, yeah. we, we kind of just like we take on other people's I was going to say burdens I'll choose my word rightly like you know worries and stuff and we forget about ourselves and you know we put our feelings aside and you know just we get on with it and, and that's why sometimes it's a blessing but it's also it's a curse as well we 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 just continue with motherhood you know we get on with everyday life we go to work we feed our child we play with them we make them happy but then we're forgetting ourselves as well. We're forgetting that we need to heal and we need to to address these issues as well within ourselves. And one thing I was battling with was the stigma around single mother mothers. And yeah. for the longest, I was like, I'm not going to be a single mom. Because obviously, no one plans to be a single mom. Well, some people do. But... In my mind, I wasn't going to be a single mother. I didn't have a child to be a single mother. But now, this is my reality, and I have to accept it, even though in my psyche, that's like, no, 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 because the world's like, see single mums like this kind of thing. And it's it was like, a, it, it is still a journey where I'm coming to accept it and yeah. embrace it and see it as empowering rather than something that's not because to do like Cindy said to do it on your own obviously there's different levels of single motherhood where the father still kind of has a role in the child's life but at the end of the day depending on the situation it all highly relies on you the mother and you pick up everything yourself and it it is stressful emotionally stressful physically stressful and you're still putting people before you. Do you know, I, I think also when you, when you see, because my mum was a single parent and I always thought, do you know, it's like, and she tried to plough for a relationship that wasn't working because she didn't want yeah. to have the stigma of being a, being a single, single parent. Yeah, yeah. And, when she, and she she was a single parent for a really short space of time. But during that time, I think she she said, you know, I don't ever want to find myself in this situation because society sees us in a certain way. And one thing I've noticed is that that was in the 80s. <sighs> We're in we're in two thousand. It's twenty. It's almost twenty twenty now, and I feel like the same stigma still exists, Mommy, and Mommy, that's part of the problem. We don't embrace different family styles. I think that once society starts to sort of, 
I think being being a being a parent isn't as linear as like I'm doing this on my own. It, it is horrible. It's a stressful, horrible job because if you get it wrong, you get it wrong, and you're not just you're not just looking after a child. You're also a policewoman. You're also a safety worker. You're doing all these things that, and you're also a teacher. Regardless of whether you have someone, because relationships are very different. Yeah. The, the input of your partner, whether they are very involved or not very involved, financially or emotionally. It's hard because, like, like you said before, it falls on the woman to do everything, and that doesn't make it very easy. And society still, still stigma still exists, which sort of further sort of exacerbates the problem around sort of like single motherhood and like this whole concept of like social solo parenting. Because I didn't even realize it was really a thing until a few weeks ago when one of my friends said, "Oh, I'm flying solo," and then I was like, "What does that mean?" And I was like, "Well, I've been flying solo for a long time because like." Like you were saying before, you don't want to be defined as a single parent because that's not what you are. I didn't know that I was a solo parent. I just thought that I was a parent, just like plowing through, doing most of it. And then also sometimes having the support of my partner who obviously is really busy with other stuff and work all the time. But it, it, I think regardless of the situation that you're in, it's not an easy job. And it always goes down on the mother. But I think you hit the nail on the coffin. I might have missed the conversation earlier. But what I picked up when you were talking about healing, I think that's what something us mothers, depending whatever situation you are in, we need to start doing is, is healing ourselves and becoming more intentional about what we're doing and where we are going in life. Um, yes. And uh, actually... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, continue. Um, I learned that phrase from one of the worst bosses I ever had, but he did teach me something to be intentional. And, you know, it's like you have to get up and say, I'm going to do this and I can do this and, you know, accept your fallen moments. I wanted to comment on what you both said earlier about, you know, the single, the stigma of being a single mom. Like that was my biggest shame. Before I was so vocal, I kind of did the whole disappear from social media, slow fade into the bushes. I did that, and then I was just one day was like, you know, because I was like, I don't want to be a single mom, that's not me, you know, I'm just, I'm better than that, and I was kind of judgmental of the baby mom thing, yeah. like, I just knew I was going to be someone's wife with my children and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just decided, no, like, there's tons of, you know, single, solo parents, there's tons of awesome women on my timeline who I'm, like, loving their pictures, and they look so cute, and I don't judge them, so why am I feeling, like, we do it to ourselves, you know, feel that guilt, and it's, like, in our head, and like you said, um, Cindy, it's 2018, and, you know, it's the year of the women, like, the last two years has just been, like, women forward movement and, um you know we're we're executives we're on networks we're podcasting we're doing a lot and it's just it empowers you and it sucks that like you said we lose ourselves in relationships because that's me i'm learning not to do that because yeah oh, oh, that scared guys away as well um, <laughs> but it's like i I want to coddle you and you're my second child and I'm all invested in you. <coughs> and then I fall off and it takes breakup 
saying that after the, the point of heartbreak after after you broke up with Bubba how did you lift yourself up to the point where like you are like I love myself because I've seen you like I've seen your pictures you it's love amazing. yourself and like, I love it <laughs> and I, I love how you love Nyla like honestly it's amazing but yeah. how did you get to the point where your self-love was like, so evident like um well, thank you. I really appreciate you guys noticing it because even though I'm very... We've seen your journey. I'm so. happy and I mean it. You know, it's not Instagram fake. Yeah. But I also, there's still like an ounce of self-doubt in there and I don't yeah. really see what other people see. So I'm glad that, you know, it's shining and it's becoming true. I did have like a period of depression, but I would just like... Um, listen to um a lot of motivational on youtube i would just type in motivational speeches while i'm going through um i just i tailored the music i listened to um, my friend's sister who's another straight crazy one but my bestie from fifth grade her sister you know kind of said was pouring into me she shared where you are right now everything you do needs to be empowering you and for your forward uh, movement down to the music down to what you eat down to what you talk about so I even kind of like unless I was working out I kind of cut out trap music I don't want to hear about you know (laughs) gotta be intentional yeah you know some chronics I don't know do you guys know who chronics is Mm. the reggae artist no no well, he's um, you know, he's just like a the reggae J Cole, and he's spitting about positive vibes okay. and movement. Mm. So I did things like that. I found meditation. I um left my personal Instagram page. That's how Kayla Kool Aid came about because okay. I wanted my timeline to just be like all positive people, and I just like surrounded myself with it, yeah. and it just you know manifested and prayed and. It all just fell into place. Um, I'm a huge believer. I love your name. I might have to steal it if you guys approve me for a t-shirt or something. Or have a t-shirt. But it's like wild and holy. That's me. Like I'm crazy. I'm vibrant. But I'm a huge believer. But I'm not like a Bible or Christian like type. So you're not a Bible basher. Bible basher. (laughs) (laughs) No. I feel that's the silver lining though to break ups well breakups such as yourself your yours and I'm, I'm trying to reflect as well on mine where you've given so much in your previous relationship of yourself you kind of lost mm. you lose yourself that's what us women do as well you, you lose yourself you stop doing the things that you love doing um going to the places you love going and then this you leave this relationship you leave the person and you're like what do like, who what am happened? i yeah. yeah who am i what do i do kind of thing and you start trying to find yourself again and 
and it's 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 the healing process it's the journey essentially that you start to kind of learn about yourself and regrow again um but i think it's amazing i think it's a it's a, it's a good thing um, so cindy before i lose it um the thought you're currently in a relationship right so i am yes and we are kind of post-relationship. So are you in that? Do you, like, you know, you don't have to get too personal, but I'm saying, like, what we're saying, how we just gave so much, and how are you still being yourself? Because you look hot, you look confident. I will take the compliments as they come. But I do, (laughs) I agree. No, but I I think that, um, I think before I had Jasmine, I used to pour my heart and soul into a relationship. And then I, I think after I had it, I, it made me realise that the relationships that really matter is the one with myself, first and foremost, the one with my child, secondly, and the one with my family. Because, like, that's where, that's where like, the love started, and that's where sometimes it ends. Like, I love my partner, and I know that he loves me, but... So you question whether it's unconditional? Yeah, sometimes I do, because I... Because of... This whole concept of social solo parenting, I don't understand how someone can separate themselves for so long from their family and be preoccupied with something else for so long and then come back and be and pour themselves into it. Like I just think that you can't live two separate lives, and like that that's that, I think that's my that's my take on the situation. And it's like real life happens. Like I told you, I'm dating right now, and how, how, how I'm so committed. Dating? Not for you. Ching ching. Cheers with my big ass. <laughs> um, no, but just to you know chime in and elaborate on what you were saying. Those are the points that really matter. Like you, you have a vision of the family you want, right? And you know, depending on how important you feel like that vision is. Um, you want to create that, and it's like right now, I'm so smitten that I'm like thinking future with this guy, but we haven't even had those conversations. But it's like when you're in real life, it's hard to be so you know strategic and you know, you know it's like feeling overpowered logic, and I don't know, but. Those are the things that matter. I do feel like, is there really a 60 40, 50 50, you know, parent duo? Like, we see highlights of people's lives, but, and I see some couples who seem to be so 50 50. Um, but then I don't know. I think you've got to, there's got to be a level of uh, understanding and agreement um, between the two parents. So, both of you have to be happy in the situation and what we see most of the time is like let's say in these solar parenting situations the dad's away for whatever reason and the mum's you know at home child rearing Mm. but she's not happy doing it she's doing it but she's not happy doing it but if you're in a situation where you you, you love doing it and you're happy doing it and the guy goes out and that's a relationship works for you kind of thing but and that's why I mean like it's not so linear as like it's like 60-40 or this or that 
it's your expectations. Cause I, it's I expectations, yeah. Feelings overpower logic, right? So my feelings overpower logic with my relationship, and yeah. it still does. It defies it. But the reality is, is that like now my feelings have changed, and logic comes in. And yeah. Like, I have an idea of the kind of environment that I want to raise my child in. The same way that you do. The same way that when you're dating or who you're with, you're assessing the situation because you think, is, is, you know, would this work for Nyla and would this work for Yaya? Like, that's what we're doing as parents anyway. We want to make yeah. sure that our children are healthy and happy in a perfect situation and environment. And that is that. I don't yeah. even know what I was trying to say there. Um, <laughs> I was talking. Never completely yeah, you know how you were saying earlier, um, you haven't had those conversations yet, but you're so smitten and, and everything. Another thing we women do is worry too much about the future or like dwell on the past. Enjoy the moment, be present, and uh, and like obviously when you're shining through and, and the best news coming out, you have the best results. But obviously, still be mindful of what's happening and where you're going as well at the same time. And I'm just like, is that really possible with a kid? Like, I don't feel like I could be in the moment. Like, I, I do. Yeah. Or how, where's that balance? Because I kind of have to see where, where you're going. You're yeah. And I, I completely agree. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a learning process for myself. But you have to kind of train yourself in a bit. And I'm not saying it for you to, like, you know. <laughs> ignore what you're where you're going or like where the relationship is going but just to enjoy the moment and stuff like that and even I've I've through meditation as well um I've I've kind of like started doing kind of like a mindful practices of just kind of even if it's for like five minutes or ten minutes because we're busy women like having a child alone you're busy like and then you've got a job on top of that and stuff like that just to have a <laughs> sorry about the kids. Just to have a moment where you can just kind of tune out all your worries and everything, and just literally focus on one thing, whether it's your breathing, whether it's um, just how everything feels, or the yeah. taste of your food, or something like. Just to focus on one specific thing. If you kind of like do that here and there, you're kind of training your mind to kind of be present. And whether it's just for a moment. Even if it's second, just for a second yeah. or a minute. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing yeah. as well. Because sometimes we think, oh, to be mindful is... To be mindful all the time. All the time. And it's not... It's impossible. Not reality, like, yeah. too much is going on in the world. But, like, just to train our mind to be, you know... In, just, yeah, literally, as Timmy said, for a second or for a minute, just to focus on one thing and literally feel it. It's a good thing. And I felt... Because I've, I've, I'm seeing that someone is well new and... I I feel compared to my past relationship, especially my last relationship, that I feel a lot more and I feel more of a connection and I feel more in tune even with myself because I'm there are pockets of moments where I'm just literally focusing on that one specific thing and it, it consumes me essentially, yeah. Oh, happy to hear you're dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> but yeah. Did you find it hard to entertain the idea of dating after everything that happened with Nyla's dad? 
I did. Like, I'm just, like, feeling I just, I'm just walking into this preseason. I thought, for the longest I wanted it to work, for the longest I thought it was just something temporary. And then I went through a phase. I really don't know where I was, like, what my mind was doing, but I went through a phase where I really thought I would never meet a man. Like, who's going to want me with a child? As if there's not, like, a million blended families out there. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it was hard. And, um, I mean, guys without children are, you know, pursuing me and things. And I, I was like, what? Really? <laughs> oh, I just had such a negative... Um, like worldview, I guess, of single moms and what that man. I don't know why, but now I'm glad that um, you know I've learned and healed past that. And the person I'm seeing, he's amazing so far. Um, and I see the differences, but I'm. I'm trying not to be negative and compare to the past, but that's so hard um, because you've been hurt and you want to have your walls up. But I feel I feel good. He's he's very emotionally available and he communicates so well and he's nurturing. You know, when my negative thoughts do come out, like he knows how to identify them and say, "Hey, I know X Y Z," and no, like, oh my god, my favorite thing that he does. He's like, no, you're okay. Oh, <laughs> he's like, so yeah. Look at her face. Because <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no. I'm just like, what? You know, in the past, I would just be shut down. My feelings weren't validated. It's like, you're crazy or no. It's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Like, you're okay. He's he says that. I'm like, I'm okay. You're in good mm. arms. I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> That's like swooning. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Did you find going into this new relationship as well that you you knew what you wasn't tolerating what you was looking for? And yes. if you didn't see that and you're not entertaining essentially, yeah. like, that's it. I've like I went from and again it was this season taught me I went it taught me how to love myself first, right? And how to how I felt about myself, which kind of dictated who I allowed into my space. So, and I saw where I possibly didn't love myself in the past, so I just almost let anything go. And leading up to him, I mean, I've been, I turned into the girl who I just hang up on you. Some guys, like, I met this beautiful Rasta man, tall, hot, well dressed, and he's like, you want to come over and chill? Girl, I just, like, I swear to you, I just hung up my phone and blocked him. Like, <laughs> Delete block. I'm sorry. It might sound, because I just know, and I know what comes with it. Like, he was legit. He went from trying to ask me out to a date to, actually, we should do it Friday. Just come to my house and chill. Oh, what the hell? I know it comes with that. You yeah. know what I mean? And I just know, I know where you're, I kind of see where your maturity level is. I have a daughter. I'm looking for, you know, Something stepdaddy, husband yeah. material. Yeah. Not come over and chill Tyrone. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, that breakdown allowed the buildup, um, you know, the rise of Nastasia and, you know, 
they shape how I date them. And I listen to red flags, you know, I don't try to It's good to see the best in people, but it's also good to be realistic and judge them for where they are now. To an extent, obviously everything is on the spectrum, but... That's a key thing. Yeah, definitely. We <laughs> we put so much on the potential, and then it we get so disappointed afterwards when it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't blossom into what we thought it would blossom to. But also as well, they sell dreams. You know, some men just do sell yeah. dreams. <laughs> oh. Um, but let's chat about introducing partners. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about that, or what's, what's that like? That's quite nerve-wracking for me at the moment. Um, it's something that's to come soon, and I'm still kind of exploring and navigating how I approach that. And um, I think with my ex, um, he'd like to meet my new partner, and I'm kind of like, you know... <laughs> in talks with myself like how that would go but um I don't know I'm quite fearful because I feel like the moment I introduce that's it like that for me that person is for life yeah because Yaya is so precious to me in a sense that I, I I don't really want everyone involved in her life um but when I'm ready to, that means for me, I know that, look, this person I want to get married to, and yeah, essentially. But I think the first time will be in a social setting with my friends, like, and him, and I'll just introduce him as another friend, um, just so she familiarises with him as well, and there's not too much pressure for him as well. Yeah. And then maybe a second time afterwards, like, you know, outside in a coffee shop or in a park or something like that. Um, just Mommy. gradually, not like a boom, you two together, yeah, like meet her in the house. We're family now. Um, I don't know where her clothes is. We're family now. We're family now, yeah. And just, I, I think for me, it's also as well to size up. Mommy, so why are you so nosy? Why <laughs> It's in the in the toy box where the dollies stuff are. I know you didn't look because you didn't look. You just came straight to me. <laughs> you just came straight to me. Um, but um, yeah, and I think it's for me as well, just to kind of size up how they are around her and how she responds to him as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's nerve nerve wracking. Do you feel, um, are you guys, like, official, or are you still dating? Like, No, we're official now, yeah. Official? Yeah. Wow. Um, that's good that you're taking a good path. And I would, the similar, my story's a little bit different. Um, they have been around each other, and I was a little worried. They've been around each other because we all go to the same church. So, you know, it was more of just like at church yeah. before I even liked them and then we had church dinners with other people so with that 
my guard was a little bit down where I've um, you've seen it twice and I'm still like personally like just us three twice and I'm still a little shaken by it but because I want to be smart you know I don't I don't want to going off of feelings like anything happens you know what I mean yeah but that that worries me too because I never want my daughter anyone else that I've dated or seen never met them you know and I never want my daughter seeing me dating like yeah. transition between different guys or whatnot. Like that's not the foundation I would away. Yeah. And um, I just wonder, you know, even Nyla would like crawl to him. I kind of snatch her up, like, oh hey, I have to change her diaper. Just... <laughs> I did that. He probably picked it up. Like this chick is crazy. Yeah. But I'm just kind of pretend the situation. And I'm yeah. Still... So you're kind of trying to not get her too attached just yet, essentially. Or either yeah. parties, yeah. But, you know, I'm wondering, and you're open to definitely share your um, advice and whatnot, but just because we're in a church setting, I'm pretty sure I can still Okay, I'll come and help you find it in a minute, okay? One second. Um, sorry. I completely understand, and it's, it's really dependent on you as well, whether you're comfortable in the situation, and if you're not... Probably yeah. Would I would personally, if I wasn't comfortable, keep it just to the church situation. Like when you're in church and people are around, then yeah, you can't, you know, you can't not see her because it's, it's, he's in her face. But if you two are meeting outside of church, um, then maybe not. Yeah, I'd keep her separate. And if he does want to see her, maybe that's a conversation for you two to have when it's best suited you know for you to be honest and be like you know I don't I'm not prepared for you to be too involved in my child's life just yet because I'm not sure where this is going because we all have that fear I I, I still kind of like it's a insecurity of mine and a doubt of mine sometimes where it's like anything can happen shit happens like you know, he might wake up tomorrow and be like, I don't want to be with you anymore. And, you know, I've introduced him to Soraya and that's one guy, another guy out of her life, essentially, kind of thing. And I don't want to have a pattern of... Like a revolving door of a revolving, like men, yeah, yeah, men come in and leave and yeah. stuff like that. So I think, as well, us women, we need to kind of be vocal about what we want and where we're going. And let these guys know as well that we're not willing to give until... You show me a little bit I think of... the problem is when we initially start dating, we're told that you shouldn't talk too much. You shouldn't yeah. tell them what you want. Or even having the conversation, like nowadays, like having a conversation before you enter like a, um, a romantic relationship is like, that's a normal thing. Whereas like years ago, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that because you'd be scared that your partner would leave you, right? You'd scared them away. Yeah, but I feel like, one, like you're saying, it's like once you have a child, I think that it's really important to have like an open relationship where you're just yeah. like, you know... There's no... BS anymore yeah, kind of thing. It's like, like straight to the point. Like this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. Are you able to fulfill it? 
and, and if there are, are new red flags, yeah. yeah you're, you're blending in a family yeah. that's just becoming yeah and you're not only affecting me if we break up mm. you'll be affecting yeah, the child as well and thing, you know. so and, and men need to be mindful of that mm. when dating mothers women we with children you know um that there are children involved and it shouldn't be taken lightly yeah per se. but uh, he'll he'll understand if you said you know outside church can we keep it to us too until i feel more secure um yeah yeah i guess in a way you're lucky because you've seen him see him how he's him. interacted with your daughter I think sometimes it's really hard to gauge how someone's going to be around your child. Yeah. But I think if you do, if you do feel a bit apprehensive about it, you have to say, you know, you have to say, yeah. maybe we should sort of like cool down on this for now until you feel comfortable. Because obviously, like you, you are the main decider anyway of this whole situation. Yeah. And also, like you need yeah. to make sure that your heart feels right. Do you know what I mean? Mhm. No, for sure, and I, that's like a number one indication for me whether I'm gonna you know pursue anything with a guy it's how you feel about children or how you know honestly this time around I'm looking for that great uncle you know I anyone even if Bala was there he'd just be playing his video game maybe read a little book like you know I'm looking for someone who's intentional and this guy, he'll, like, pick up the guitar and, like, just starts playing with Nyla and things like that. Like, I watch for signs like that because if you're just, like, oh, hey, little snotty kid over there. Yeah. Uh, Keeping his up, he's away. But, um... It's like, no, you can't be in my space because she comes with it. Do you, do you want him to be, like, are you... Because from, from, from what I'm getting, you seem comfortable with him around her, but you're just worried a bit. So, no, no, no. What, what I was just describing is, like, an ideal... I don't want him to, like, give me all of that now, but I'm just saying I like what I saw in church and then almost, like... I guess it's, I just wanted to see the sample. And then now I kind of want to pull back. Uh, that <laughs> Where... Because yeah. even, like I said, their interaction was never forced. It just happened be- before we even had each other's number, they were just at church. So I'm just saying, I'm, I look for that in guys, and I'm happy that I saw that. Yeah. But now that we are seeing each other, I kind of... You need to take it slower. You need to assess the situation, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. now I kind of want to have a little bit more control over their interactions and just leave it as, at church. Yeah. Um, and until I see where it goes. And until we have... We've had some of those conversations, and um, you know, we're both happy for blended families. But I still want to wait. Yeah. Whatever the time feels right. I have one question: how How do you find and how do you manage dating with a child? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard, especially again keeping the child away so now you have to schedule time Um, it's hard but for me I get clingy fast so it kind of helped me because I don't get to see him as often because I'm like busy or here I don't have a sitter so it also makes the time more you know meaningful because it's limited yeah 
but it's hard. Yeah, that's one thing. It's it's a struggle dating with a child because it's like, especially when you don't have a, a schedule or a, a parenting plan. If you have the ex partner still involved. Even um, you were talking about how your parents live further away, so it's like yeah, you're having the support. The support, yeah. No. Network I mean, around. So, I actually... This is a thing. With him, I really like him, so I haven't asked him to do that. But when I was dating, this is the ratchet Tasha. I would make the guys pay for the sitter. Like, you yeah. want to take me out, Oh, dude? my God. Oh my High God. five. <laughs> <laughs> that is not ratchet. That's smart. <laughs> you want my time. You, you pay for serious? a babysitter. That's so, amazing. What the hell? Wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. I probably paid once. And I was like, wait a minute. And then maybe if it didn't work out, I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no you want to take me on a date, you need to pay for this babysitter. And let's go. And that's one, yeah, too. Man. If you were like, hey, you really like me. If not, you were just looking away for it. Like, the best of the But with, you know, his name is Jacques. With Jacques, I like, um, I paid like once. Um, usually they got someone free has came into the picture. So I don't know why I feel some kind of way about that. I want to be to treat him that way because I'm more long termish. But it's he's still a person that you want to take me out, chip in. So I've never had to say that. He's always offering, trying to like invest in everything I do. <laughs> so I'm ready for happiness and the glow up. And to, like, you know what, you've already started glowing, so. Um. <laughs> I want to shave my eggs with my Russell Wilson and Ciara picture. Okay. Oh my god! Honestly, that's like my goal right now. I need to find. Well, I hope I found my. Is his name Russell Wilson? Yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Honestly, I've had my future. Now I'm ready for Russell. Yeah. Say bye to future. <laughs> <laughs>